Welcome everybody to the new Sci Valley podcast aimed at giving insight on everything swim, bike and run for the uh, age grouper. Today's our first episode, episode one, and today I've got two lovely gentlemen. I've got the coach, Paul Rawcliffe, and the Ironman, Scott Hiley, and myself, founder of Cybelly and head coach of Cybelly. Afternoon, everybody. How do? So, yeah, I mean, our, our target really is to create a podcast that's going to be good for everybody to, to tune into and get insight on anything triathlon related, swimming, running, cycling related, and try and give back the knowledge that, that we know and uh, bring people into this podcast who can share experience and information uh, from, from their past within the sport. So if, if you two want to give you a bit of an introduction about each other and how you got into the sport triathlon, Paul, when you did and where you are now with it, and Scott, what, what you've achieved over the past couple of years, and, and then we'll go into it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Paul. Uh, I got into triathlon about 15 years ago and had probably 10 years, a good 10 years doing it, culminating in Ironman Austria, Ironman UK and uh, long course Alpduez. And then injuries and children and work got in the way and I'd pretty much had about a 10 year break and, and continued to try and get back into the swing of things and just couldn't do it, just couldn't find the motivation, couldn't find just a reason to do it again and, and just kept stopping. And then one day a good friend of mine brought me down to Cybelli and that's where everything turned around. So just absolutely loved the concept, loved everything about it and, and just sm smashed the training and two years, well, year and a half in three and a half stone lighter. Um, I'm back on course to do a Ironman next year for my 50th. Um, oh, which Ironman's that going to be? Paul? Not sure yet. Won't yet? be Bolton. I'm going to put it that way. Was it Challenge Roth you were talking about? I was about? thinking was about Challenge Roth. I might go back to Austria, liked Austria. Yeah. Um, but we'll see where we go. But yeah, halves this year. But yeah, just just I think the, just the mentality of training with other like minded individuals is. I, I, I think I'd just forgotten how much I love it. Yeah. So back on it now. Uh, yeah, chairman of the triathlon and running and cycling club. So it's just great to see everyone doing everything and also in the middle of my uh, level two tri coaching uh, course. So, yeah, uh, much to my wife's dismay, uh, living the full triathlon dream again. <laughs> Welcome. So, um, so Paul's going to be with us on most of these podcasts throughout the next however long it's going to be. We aim to do them on a weekly basis and talk about different topics each week. Um, we will get to a point where they're live on air on YouTube. Um, but for now, they will be released on podcasts on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, and other social network streaming sites. Today, our main topic is going to be discussing Ironman, what Ironman is, um, how you prepare for an Ironman, the setbacks you may have training for an Ironman, and, uh, and the experience the three of us have had uh, competing in, in Ironmans ourselves. Uh, we're going to touch on some topics to do with uh, testing. Uh, cycling testing there's a technique called functional threshold power testing and swimming critical swim speed um, we'll also talk about the negative sides of training for Ironman such as injury prevention uh, and such a coming in touch with injury and what you do in your build up to a race um, when you're injured in a peak phase um, so yeah I mean Scott if you want to touch on a, a bit about your experience picking up where Paul left on and where you're at now yeah sure so hi I'm Scott um, so my my journey into triathlon started Probably about three or four years ago, um, just started running. Um, just wanted to lose weight, really. That that was the whole point. I got that running bug um, that a lot of people pick up um, where you're just obsessed with it. Um, so running three or four times a week, I thought, I want to do the ultimate challenge. I want to do a marathon. Um, so I did Manchester Marathon at the time. That was that was my big A race. That was a thing I really wanted to do. 
Um, what was your time? 4.19. 4 hours 19 was my first marathon time. Uh, as, the, as the ultimate challenge? Yeah. How long have you been training for it? Has you just gone, right, four months I'm going to do a marathon? Or did um, you know a year before you wanted to do it? So I think I trained for it for about a, a year. I think it was 2016. I said, right, I want to do a, I want to do a marathon in this year. Yeah. And I got to like January the 13th or something. And I'd already done a half. And I thought, oh, well, if I can do that, then I can't do a marathon. And it's probably a bit silly to pick in Manchester, which is only a couple of months later. But um, I did Manchester. Uh, nothing could could have prepared me for that 20 mile to 26 mile <laughs> phase where you hit the wall there's no supporters around you your nutrition's gone out the window and it's like oh my goodness I need to carry myself to the finish line so when I finished I felt like crying at the time it was like you, know, you see your family and it's like my goodness this is it. I've done it I've achieved my dream um, so then probably a couple of months after Manchester I thought oh I don't really want to, you know, I've done a marathon now. What am I training for? What's my next big thing? Mm. Uh, and uh, that's when a, a fellow who comes to Side Valley, Paul Wilson, he said, uh, why, why don't you, you know, start doing a proper sport, yeah. triathlon? Mm. Uh, yeah, okay, why not? Um, so I started incorporating a little bit of swimming, could not swim at all, uh, a little bit of cycling as well. And I remember going to Fleetwood Sports Centre and watching other people swim and trying to replicate their technique. And at the time, you can't swim 25 meters without being out of, you know, out of gas. Mm. Um, so I was slowly started to, I had some swimming lessons uh, at Fleetwood and, and slowly started to be able to up my distance a little bit, you know, 400 meters and so. Um, I think at first it's a case of, I just want to do so many laps. And in your head yeah. you're thinking, right, I'm going to do 20 laps. Or you, you go and test the water and you think, I'm gassed after yeah. like two lengths. I'm yeah. doing breaststroke and freestyle. And then it's a case of thinking, right, I'm going to do five laps today. I'm going to do 10 laps today. Yeah, yeah. And it's so unstructured. But people then leave and go home to their wives with their husband and say, oh, I did 20 lap lengths today. Yeah. And it's like, there's a bit more to that. And if you can break it down into warm-ups, build sets, main sets, and tick it off, it's, it's a lot more enjoyable, a lot more specific, isn't it? I've got a question though. So when you said you got into it, your goal was weight loss. Is your goal still weight loss now? Was that, I mean, because obviously that's not, not a good way to approach any endurance no, sport. Right, so yeah. was um, that still... Top of your mind? So it's, it's still in my mind. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to put weight on. Absolutely not. Um, that was the overriding reason for me getting into triathlon. It's probably not the right reason looking back, but it is. It was the reason. Um, in my mind now, yeah, I still manage my calories very specifically. Um, when I don't manage it specifically, I don't like it. Um, it, it plays with you mentally, as, as you know. Um, well, you had an incident, didn't you, before you yeah. decided to start with Ironman? You had a half Ironman yeah. or middle distance. Yeah. And I know I don't know whether it's public domain no, or as much, I'll, but I think I it's can, a good story. It is a good story because yeah. you know a lot of people could probably learn from it. Um, so as I continued down my triathlon journey, I, I went for a half Ironman, uh, and the training was going great. But I still had this mentality of uh, I want to lose weight. I was still in my mind I was Fatty Scott. Um, and I wanted to lose that weight. <laughs> I, I wanted to lose lose my love handles. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a week before my event. I remember it because it was in York. Uh, it was through the Castle Triathlon Series. Uh, and I went over to York to, to recce the route. It was a beautiful route, lovely day. And I, I did like a brick session. I did like a four hour ride and then like an half hour run or whatever. Felt great, felt brilliant. Uh, anyway, the next day, woke up in the morning, tired legs, classic, go for a nice 60 minute run, you know, just to turn them legs over, replicate that fatigued feeling, great. And I uh, started running and I thought, oh, something not right here, just 
don't feel right. So I lowered the pace a little bit and I got home and I was supposed to go for a swim that afternoon and I thought, I can't do this, can it? Anyway, as the day progressed, um, I got worse and worse and ended up going to A&E or in an ambulance um, because I'd passed out on the way to uh, the, the medical centre um, and they did a lot of tests on me and basically said, you've been undernutritioned for that long. Mm. Your body said, Mm-mm, no yeah. more. Um, and that's when I made the decision, or my missus encouraged me to make the decision to, to basically get some help, get some support. Um, I thought I knew it all. I thought I had all my nutrition nailed, but clearly, you know, you're burning three, 4,000 calories sometimes. On a, yeah, on I think a, a lot of people yeah. don't realise how dangerous it is with the amount of calories that you are burning. You know, even if you're doing it twice a day, your metabolism is so elevated from the training you've done the day before. Yeah. You know. So, uh, yeah, my missus said, right, that's it. You're going to Cybelli. You're going to get some proper professional support and you're, mm-hmm. going, to, you're going to get yourself together. Um, and it was only at that point, really, where I thought, I really don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I got some support, um, got a proper coaching plan in place and, yeah, just grew from strength to strength from there. So last year you had, uh, obviously, the T-shirt you're wearing. Well, that was the second event of last year, yeah. but Scott was uh, mad enough to do two Ironmans in his first Ironman season. Um, he picked two easy ones, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Probably the toughest bike course on the circuit for Ironman Bolton. Um, and then I'm on Wales. But for anybody who's listening, you know, who would say, oh, what should I do? Because it's quite a common question. Yeah. Should I do I'm on Bolton or should I do I'm on Wales? Yeah. Forget what level they're at, you know, which one would you for? And I know it's all different, but for experience yeah. or for support and then obviously for, for out of 10, which would you say is the toughest? Maybe on swim, bike, okay, run yeah. level, you know, yeah. if you break it down yeah, okay. in that sense. And then uh, an overall one to 10. Yeah, okay. So from a swim perspective, obviously Bolton is a, is a lake swim. Uh, and Wales is a is a sea swim, so I think Wales is is the tougher swim. Yeah. Um, but the build up to the swim at Wales is just epic. I yeah. mean, you, you hear the Welsh national anthem, you can see you know the the sun's coming up over the Gosca Rock, which is like it's the biblical, isn't it? Oh, yeah. it's just epic. It's, yeah. it's, it gives me goosebumps now thinking about it. Yeah. So the swim at Wales is certainly tougher. Um, you know, it's not nice when you're being kicked in the face. You're swallowing a pint of seawater. Yeah. Um, Did you feel more buoyant in the in the salt water compared to the, the fresh yeah, water? Or? Yeah, you can certainly feel that. Yeah. Um, but it was a rougher swim. But it was, yeah, it was, yeah, because of the because of the, because of the sea. So the swim is tougher in Wales. What about the bike? The bike is tougher at Bolton. Yeah. Well, at least it was because obviously yeah. they changed it for 2020. Yeah. So those who don't know who are doing Bolton and they're not doing the research, the bike change the bike course has changed. But anyway. Yeah. Last year, uh, so in twenty nineteen, um, yeah, the bike course was a monster. Um, you basically go from the swim, which is in um, Pennington Flash, do like a twelve mile route up to the loop, and then you do two really hilly loops, um, and then you finish in the centre of Bolton. So I definitely say, I mean, Wales and Bolton are both hilly, yeah. but Bolton is definitely the toughest course. Yeah, uh, you can carry a lot more speed at Wales. There was no easy miles on that Bolton course last year. I, I believe you broke some, one of our members. We broke. Last we year. broke a member. Yeah, Mickey Edge. Yeah, what happened? They did, Scotty had gone for a training route and uh, took a couple of the members. We did Rob Shellicker go with you? Yeah, well? Rob yeah. Shellicker went and Mick was a broken man. He had to have half an hour sat outside a post office drinking yeah. diet cola. It was not a pretty sight. So proper no. chapeau for the bike course last year. Definitely very very tough Ironman bike and then to do a marathon after it is uh, is tough going yeah so from a run perspective hands down it's definitely uh, Wales run route is the toughest um, and because of how tough that run route is at Wales I'd definitely say Wales is tougher than Bolton um, I mean don't get me wrong Bolton's not an easy run course um, you know you still got to run uphill that Chorley New Road which goes on forever and then come back down it uh, the support around Bolton Town Centre is epic 
Um, but Wales run courses much more steeper up a right long curve that goes on forever and then you run back down it. And, then and you feel it, it don't you? Yeah. Whatever oh, triathlon yeah. you do, let alone an yeah. Ironman, if there's a little rise in that run course, it's, oh, yeah. you can feel it, can't you? It's not pleasant. Yeah. Where, where was the best for a spectator? So whether you had family there or friends, you know, could they see you more on the course in Bolton, town city centre or in Wales, in Tenby? Yeah, so the good thing about both of the courses is they're both like laps. So I think you do four laps at Bolton and four laps at, at Wales. So you do tend to see your spectators quite a bit. Mm. But I think overall, the Welsh support was just incredible. Yeah. If, I think if you're going to do Wales or Bolton, I, if you can get into Wales, get into yeah. it. I mean, it, it sold out really quickly. It was a bit farcical this year, wasn't it? Yeah. How they, like, the early yeah. access came out and yeah, then it didn't go right, out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so what, more importantly, times. What was your swim time, and what was your bike uh, time, yeah. and what was your run time? Oh, um, so I think my swim was practically the same on both of them. Albeit, I think I swam further at Wales because of my sighting and the, the choppiness and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think there's actually more turns to do at the, at the Wales course, so you've got to be a bit careful there. Um, so yeah, it was like for like marginally quicker, I think, at Bolton, but that's probably because of the the versus the sea swim um, the bike course was much quicker at Wales um, I can't remember what the exact times were but I was a lot more I was more competitive at, at Wales and I think that's largely because you can carry a lot more speed at Wales I think it's similar elevation um, you have a bit more momentum definitely going down yeah there. definitely um, and then the run uh, I think well yeah it, it took me longer to do the run at Wales I think by about 20 minutes or so mm. Um but that, again, that's because of the, the how tough the course is. Mm. Um, and second Ironman within what three months? Two yeah, months, so really, you know, Bolton's in July. Yeah, and Wales is in uh, is in September time. Relatively close together. So, so from doing the first one to the second, what changed with nutrition strategy? Anything, or, or was it Bob on the first time? Um, so I learned a lot about the first one. Uh, I remember actually on the bike course, um, they've got the feed stations x amount, I don't know, thirty miles apart or whatever. Um, and I remember uh, when you're going past, because I've got, I've got two bottles on my bike, um, I needed to pick up that. I needed to pick up two bottles at every aid station, um, and, I, and I didn't. I only picked one up because the, the, the length of people lined up giving mm. you bottles wasn't very long. Yeah. And I, I missed one, and I thought, oh no, I was on the second loop. You know, you're so got, important, isn't it? You've got the marathon coming up. You know, oh, if yeah. you were to miss that bottle, yeah. you see it in the pro field. You know how critical it is. But this is your body is an engine, and if you can't fuel that, or you miss a bead on it could be game over. Oh yeah. So fortunately I went past the guy at one of the hills uh, at Bolton where uh, he, he must have had about six bottles of it. I mean, he, <laughs> he, had, he had loads and I'm thinking, right, if there's anybody who needs to ask for a bottle yeah. of it, it's probably this guy. And he went, he went, yeah, I've got one of these here. And unfortunately it was one of the isotonic ones. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't want to take the isotonic stuff on because I hadn't trained with it. In yeah. Gym, you know, I hadn't used it in my, in my training. Uh, so was I that one of his own or one he'd picked no, up from the agency? Yeah, yeah. Is, is the Enervit one that he What were they using? Evivit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought, oh my, do I, you know, do I, do I take this and run the risk of stomach issues, yeah. or do I not take it and, and be dehydrated? So I took it. Uh, it turns out I was all right, to be fair. Um, the key difference that I picked up between um, Bolton and uh, Wales is I think I had like a, a two, two and a half week taper going into Bolton, uh, and I had more like a week to a week and a half going into Wales, um, and probably just the way my body operates, uh, I felt much, much stronger going into Wales, albeit I had a shorter taper. I felt fantastic, man. My legs felt brilliant. Um, I think the thing with taper as well sometimes, I mean, people will think it's a one-size-fits-all approach for training in general and say, oh, oh man, are you, I'm taking a four- to six-week taper, I'm taking a two-week taper, one-week, ten-day taper. 
you know if if you're a consistent athlete that's been training all year round you know you've already built up a base and a and a build phase into your program i mean why reduce that and uh, and chance you know um not necessarily fatigue but losing that that threshold and that power output and that endurance that you've you've elevated and if you're used to cycling sort of five hours on a saturday not a problem anyway with a with a good break yeah. um there's it from my point of view there's no need to do such a severe taper i know for for middle distance my taper would probably be three days or you know it's um it's one that it comes with experience as well and you can test that you know um what's your opinion on tapering paul have you um have you i've never done anything that? over probably seven to seven to ten dates i never went longer than that yeah i thought i think tapering is awful or a horrible experience yeah. i didn't like the feeling it's yeah. your calorie intake as well isn't yeah. it because naturally you're not burning as much energy yeah. and you know really you could then wake up race one and feel your belly and think Oof, rather than if you're on it and you're still sharp you, you feel a lot more confident psychologically yeah. oh, as yeah. well so but um so yeah so yeah so this year we've we've currently got two ironmans on the schedule for scott yeah, so uh, we've got Lanzarote planned in May, um, and then I'm planning on doing Bolton again. Uh, got a bit of a deviation at the moment with regards to Lanzarote. I got a bit of an injury with my with my right knee. Um, so what's happened there, Scott? You know, for people again listening, I mean, the the the, the euphoria of finishing an Ironman and planning an Ironman and Touchwood, everything going to plan is 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 what we all want, and I think again, the more experienced you become in the sport, you realise that setbacks occur. You know, family life occurs, injuries occur, illnesses occur. Um, you know, from and I, I've certainly been affected by it in my my experience, and I know Paul has. But more recently, for yourself, what do you want to tell everyone what what's happened? Yeah, sure. Know? So um, I think it's about yeah, it's three weeks ago today actually. Um, no, four weeks ago today. Um, went on a long run. Um, I'd done a good block of running, uh, so I went on a good seventeen mile run. Uh, woke up the next morning I, I had no issues during the running it was, it was no problems uh, woke up the next morning and right underneath my right kneecap uh, really sore really painful we had the Sai Valley swim squad in the Friday morning and um, you know when all the guys get together at Russell and I could really feel it under my knee it was really painful when we were doing the kicking drills um, so I laid off it for a couple of days uh, tried to go running again just a short one to see what was going on uh, still really painful so I got some support through the through the physio, um, laid off it for a little bit, just cycled, uh, cycling sort of aggravated it as well. So I really cut back over the last couple of weeks, uh, not ran for over three weeks now. Um, you know, I've had a couple of massages, um, going to the physio, trying to get that resolved. But yeah, it's still there. You know, I was on the bike this morning, trying to do an hour just to test it. Um, again still feel it just feels like a general weakness like a like a numb pain behind the knee so um, yeah in terms of how it's happened for me it's because I've uh, over the last two or three months I've, I've battered the training I've been loving it you know you get you get into that, that, that mode don't you where you're right into the training you get that buzz you want to keep going uh, your nutrition's good you're eating plenty of good food you're getting the good hours in you know everything seems to go really well uh, I think I've neglected my body maintenance. You know, we, we should not do that. I mean, you know, my stretching, my foam rolling, my massaging, I'd, I'd got a bit lapse. Uh, and I think that's just con contributed to, a, to, to the injury. So, so we're going to make a call, aren't we, soon to, to whether Lanza is unfortunately still 
still doable to the level you 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 want to achieve it at, or yeah. whether we defer. What what's what's the deferment date? You know, or how what is it? Forty five days. Forty five days. So when is that 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 point? Uh, that's going to be early March. Sorry, early April, I think. But I think we're going to be making a call whether we're going to go in the next sort of couple of weeks, next yeah. seven days. Yeah. Which is a shame because Scott, the idea of this week was obviously to taper back, as we have done the past two or three weeks, and yeah. concentrate on swimming and light cycling. And maybe at the end of this week, test a little light two, three k run and see if it's still there. But today you've been on the bike and it's and it's clearly there. So yeah, it wasn't bad, but again, you can just you can just feel it. You just know that you know there's no value in continuing. You might as well just pull stunts and, and rest up. And to be fair, that's a that's a quality that I never used to have. You yeah. know, so it's like as part of the Ironman training, you definitely learn about your body. Um, you know, I didn't know anything about it previously, but mm. now you know how your body operates, you know what your body needs. And maybe two years ago, if I'd have had this little niggle, would I have continued this morning? Probably. Yeah. But now that you learn about yourself, um, it's just going to cause more damage. Or, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And do you think you were getting enough recovery back in those blocks of training where you were flight? I mean, were you, were you putting a recovery week in every fourth week? Did, were you following... That kind of cycle, or were you just feeling so good you just hammered it? Yeah, yeah. You get to the point where you feel like you're undefeatable, don't you? And you just yeah. want to get all the sessions in, and you know you're over Christmas, so you're having extra extra time off over Christmas, so you try and get extra sessions in. Um, and there was a lot of swapping of sessions around, wasn't there as well? And some yeah, days, if it didn't suit your, you'd put maybe two heavy sessions that's, yeah, that's true. to each other. Which, yeah, that's true. Know, um, and sometimes you hope, and you you think okay probably get away with it but yeah. you don't know and you can't yeah. put you know this could have been an underlying issue and i think we need to understand what i explained to you is that you've got a volume of stress that your body can take and it's building up it's building up it's flaring up underneath and then you've got a pain threshold and i think until it reaches your pain threshold you neglect it you yeah. don't do your foam yeah, rolling sure. and then all of a sudden it gets above that pain threshold hello i'm here yeah. you know and now you've got to lower that back to that that pain threshold and as i said the likelihood is your left leg's probably similar it's probably yeah. just under yeah. that cuff of flaring yeah. and notifying you that you're under strain here you're under yeah. too much pressure so yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, we've all been there. Um, Paul, you, I mean, you've been ill recently, haven't you? I, I had eight weeks, eight weeks of illness, flew the lot. And I, and I think I was in a way similar to what Scott's been through. I mean, I, I'm a lot older than Scott. Uh, you may not believe that, but I am, I am a, quite a bit older than him. And I think I did exactly the same. I just worked and worked and worked. I had a bit of stress and my, my day job as well. And I think I just kept pushing and then as soon as a virus came along, it, it, it hit me and it hit me hard. So, and even within that, I was so desperate. I would feel a little bit better. I would be back, I'd be swimming. I'd be telling you, hey coach, I'm on it again. And then two days later, I'd start coughing. So it took me, yeah, it took me eight, it took me just over eight weeks. Um, spent a few days in bed over Christmas. Um, you were flawed Christmas Day, I believe. You know? I yeah, didn't yeah. didn't appear Christmas Day. I could hear everyone downstairs oh, drinking no. and being merry, and yeah. I was upstairs trying to work out how I could fit a swim in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, and it, I think it's something. I mean, even with the experience I've got over a number of years, it's it's something that's really difficult because, I, and again, now I'm in a real solid block. Um, and yesterday I was going to put an, an extra bike session in, mm. and I actually managed not to do it. So I, I think what you're saying about thinking ahead, thinking long term, uh, and reflection, and, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and just not not caning it every time. Um, I, I do think it's very important that. So I, I have learned. It's taken me 30 years to do it, but I have learned, and I have, I am trying to ease back. So big brick this afternoon, but I'll be fine. 
I think what um, happens in this day and age and with all social network and, and Strava, um, Facebook, whatever, but mainly Strava, I think people who are especially new to the sport, you know, would, would, would notice other people training and they've done so many hours per week or they're doing so much volume and then they get a bit paranoid and worried and think, I need to up mine, I need to do two bites, I need to get up to 16 hour week of training or 20 hours, look at him, he's doing 20 hours a week. And, and if your body's not been... Uh, nurtured into building that endurance up it's just not right and it's not possible and I think we've created that I mean you look at we, we do the weekly leaderboard the Strava yeah. leaderboard everyone loves it yeah. people are waiting to see it yeah. you know and, and you were you were top of the it was boring it was, you, you almost ruined months, it I think. Yeah. You, were, you were 20 hours a week Scott number one position's gone but, but I, and you hear people talking about it now, you know. Yeah, which is great. And I think what we also educate people is to realize that, you know, our sessions are still a recovery sessions. There's, yeah. So even though the hours are there, it's fine, but you're not necessarily in need of doing threshold sessions yeah, or high intensity all the time. And my rule of thumb would be if you're not being coached, just, you know, and you are training for triathlon, whichever distance, swim, bike, and run each discipline just do a, an endurance session once a week a strength session and a speed session and if you can fit the recovery session in great but just you don't need to be doing three speed sessions of each a week or three strength sessions just yeah. it's consistency it's you know conditioning and it will come you can't rush endurance and you certainly can't rush Ironman I mean it's taken me years to to get to a competitive level but um, people just need to chill out and uh, enjoy the process and seek advice and I think obviously what we create here is you know a community of people asking and speaking to people that makes people less nervous and less less paranoid about how much they should be taking on and, and I think the strengths a really good a really good point as well because not only I found it difficult sometimes to ease back on the normal training as I've got older I'm starting to be more cognizant of I've got to get some strength training in yeah. fitting that in Mm. without it damaging four four days trading afterwards because yeah. I've been doing too many squats I walk like a duck yeah. that's been really I found that really difficult so I'm now doing yeah. well I'm trying to do three kind of 15 minutes yeah. maybe even one set or two set of eight squats yeah. just just so I can get some regularity get my body used to it and then step it up yeah. that's been I found that really tough because yeah. you, yeah. you get the weights out you you want to hammer it, don't you? Yeah, I, want, yeah. I want protein drink afterwards and yeah. walk out like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's been, I found that really it's tough. It's completely different, I think, for triathletes. Again, you know, I got into triathlon from being a bit of a meathead in a gym where, you know, I'm going to the gym, banging a load of weight on. I'm thinking, what's my objective? So anyway, transitioning to triathlon, you now go into the gym or you go into the strength conditioning zone where you're actually tweaking your rotator cuff yeah. or you know you're looking at your core stabilizing your muscles and it's completely different than going up to a bench press and thinking how, how many kg yeah, can i get yeah. on but them little differences and as paul said just concentrating on them them weaknesses will really you know benefit you in your running technique and ability as well as your swim core and uh, and your cycling core and tightness so as scott said previously you pick up everything about your body yeah. and i think only again over years and experience in the off season you can think I didn't feel quite stable and I need to strengthen this up and, and that's the beauty of the sport, isn't it? It's fantastic. So, yeah, good. Right, well, that was our spiel on Ironman. I mean, before we go into FTP, CSS, should we talk about more event planning and race planning? Well, I've, I've got one I mean, question for me, though. One yeah. last question, Ironman. Yeah, go for it. Target time. Yeah. For, for your Ironman this year. So if we, if, we, if we say Bolton's definitely on, yeah. I think you should put your money where your mouth is now and tell everyone... What's your goal PB time? Now, but it's obviously a PB. If you're 100 fit and you're on it, I'm, I'm going to say sub 11. Easy. Ah, yeah. Come on. Come on. You need to. 
Well, let's break it down. You swim. What was your swim last year? One hour of 15. Probably about one six, one fifteen, one sixteen. Yeah, yeah you'd be, so you'd be one, hour, one hour. You'd be ten minutes under that. Yeah, I think well, you know we're good one hour, one oh eight, one ten. With a sub one ten, I think we need to go for, which is fantastic. So if we can get that swim done to down to one ten, you know, give or take the transitions. I've got to get that wetsuit off quickly. That's what I, I think one ten's. I think one ten's taken an easy way out. I think you're yeah. one ten now. Yeah, you're. You've you've got to pace yourself in this swim, though, haven't you? You don't want to well, go balls out. One oh eight. Let's say now one oh eight for the swim. Target swim. What's your target for for late lakesman swim? Oh, do you know, Ironman. I've not even thought about it. I need to look at last year. About well, killer. Oh of no, no, I did it. I did it. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll kill the swim. I'm, the Lakesman's yeah. like late. I've got unfinished anyway, business. Scott Bolton. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you're going to smash it one hour <laughs> ten, and then your bike. I mean, it's it's Jory's out on the bike at the yeah, minute, isn't it? It's still a tough course. bike, and uh, so you need to recce that. But it's hard to put a time as long as you can say to yourself sub eleven or you know yeah. ten and a half. Ten. Um, well, uh, to, for me, you're right. You're, you're marathon. What was your mar- what three forty last year? Was it or? Three thirty six. Three thirty six. So yeah. you, you could be three twenty six yeah. this year. So ten and a half. Get the injury then. sorted. Yeah. Ten and a half. Well, you put them together and you get a good bike. If I get a good bike, transitions out. Save a bit in the legs and get a good marathon on me. Eight minute mile. So the podcast we do. This after, is recorded. After. Yeah. We that's what we. Yeah. You're either a success. Ten twenty nine. Ten thirty one is a failure. <laughs> yeah. No tattoo. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Paul. Your A race this year, Lakesman. I will come with my target time next week. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, preparing to fail. Yeah, no. Come on. What's your what's your target swim? And I have your, no idea. Seriously, no idea. What what was the overall time last year when you're full of a stinking cold? Five and a half. Five and a half. I'll be sub five. Oh, easy. Sub yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. Good. If anybody is doing Ironman Bolton, by the way, or the Lakesman, you know, short or long, or should I say middle and long, um, let us know. Ask us any questions about the course. Paul's done it. Scotty's done it. So yeah, we'll, we'll we can fill you in. So apart from Lakesman, what have you got planned this year? What's in your sh- I'll tell you what my schedule is. I've got Ironman Vici. Um, have you entered yet? Oh, I've entered. Yeah, payment plan That makes plan a change. Complete. You normally leave it quite late. You got to be true. You got to be quick with Ironman, haven't you? But then, as I entered a month later, they go and release an eleven thousand feet of climbing bike course. So it what? Changed. Yeah, it changed for the first year of this two loop, you know, hell of a mountainous bike bike course. So we simulated it today for the first time at Side Valley, and it's a twenty percent gradient for the first bit. And so yeah, a lot of people are on the social network saying, "Is it road bike? Is it TT?" But it's TT always, That's isn't it? You know, question. but. Um, so that is definitely my A race, um, and then I've got a few others, others planned. Um, I think we're all going to do the middle ma- middle distance, yeah, I've entered. Uh, Epic Man, which is Epic Events. So shout out to Epic Events, um, and then yeah, building it up with some cycling sports. We've got our Tenerife training camp, which uh, normally sends us in a good uh, a good push for the season, as it did last Set year. Set me up so. for the year last time. Last year, I was that 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 brought me on, a, and just my confidence absolutely brought me leaps and bounds forwards. Can't wait to go back. Yeah it's just been a nightmare with the weather recently hasn't it we're now coming to march and i think for the past month it's just been impossible to get out and do a you know a good five six hour ride um unless you you are nails so apart from epic man and lakesman have you got anything else um the evolved three-quarter iron man later in the year so i'm going to do i'll do a full iron man next year for my 50th so three quarters this year um probably Ull's Water end-to-end swim. I think that's seven miles. Really? I did Coniston last year, which was five. I might do Coniston as well. 
Um, and do all's water with I'm sure he came out to me and said never again I did say that it was horrendous but I will do it again Um, (laughs) how long did it take that I don't know I don't know I should have prepared this yeah yeah how did you psychologically stay interested in it I wasn't I was bored it was horrible Um, did you have someone next to you that you would pay in your own you you spend the first mile swimming across the bay and because there was there was a bit of chop. You couldn't see anything. So mm. I, I didn't know how fast I was moving. And then you swim up the coast, up yeah. the shoreline for four miles. So I had a real bad point at two miles. I had to get out and get some... They, they moved all of the nutrition. Normally it's in boats, but they moved it onshore because it was so windy. So I, I got in with a couple of jelly babies. So you just jump onto a float and grab something? That's what you would or, normally yeah. do. But you've, because it was so windy, you actually had to get on to, get out of the sh- land. Get out and onto land. But it wasn't as big an issue as it sounds. Yeah. So I, I'd convinced myself, forget the nutrition, I'm just going to go for it, but no way. And then, yeah, four, four jelly babies and a quick swig of uh, drink, and I felt great. No cramp? Nothing. Um, just, just no easy easy miles I thought I'd be able to get some get a bit of current or wind yeah, but yeah. there's nothing and the the tow float kept sw- swinging around in the wind and hitting your arm yeah. and then yeah la- last mile was was long and that's when the yeah. absolute flying machine start to come past you so that's a little bit annoying but I, I, probably the biggest challenge I did last year to be honest it was yeah, yeah. I found it mentally very tough uh, you fancy not, that this year Scott you... uh, maybe. yeah I think he does yes Swimming is probably my least favourite discipline out of the three. Yeah, um, it's also my weakest. So you could argue I should probably. But that's why it's good, isn't it? Putting stuff like a, you know, we were talking before a long century ride or a hundred mile yeah. ride, it helps towards your Ironman planning. If you're yeah, not yeah. motivated to do it on your own anyway, you know, booking these events can help springboard yeah. you again. You know. Did you front crawl the whole lot? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. What sort of breathing technique do you get into? Was it every two, every three, four? Every two. Yeah, I do. Two. I do all sorts oh, wow. when we're training, but when I'm yeah, yeah. racing, I'm always. Yeah, I was. I got the first time I've ever got a bit of an abrasion. I never you get put a bit of body glide. Yeah, but it didn't you know, didn't work for that length of time. Um, yeah. But yeah, every two wow. just kept. You just had to keep going. It was mentally challenging. I will. And these guys who do Windermere, 11, 12 miles, whatever it is. I mean, they were doing it. They did. Some people did it the day after. So they did. They did Coniston on the Saturday, and then they swam Windermere on the Sunday, which. Yeah. Hats off to him. Wow. That's tough. What about Tenerife anyway? What have we got planned for that? I mean, if you want to just touch on what our training camp was like last, last year. And so, what we got uh, planned this uh, year, epic. And... It's a word that's been used a lot, but yeah, great. Seven days. It was long enough so we could have a bit of a break and there was a day off that, you know, if you had, a, everyone had a bad day so uh, you could recover, but uh, a lot of great cycling, a um, lot of great, a lot of great climbs. I went with the, thought that it was just tedious so after two days i'm thinking well have i done it is, is that it but there were a load of great climbs um santiago del td and the masca which was the highlight i think for us all if anybody's done td or tenerife and done icard and masca and uh buena vista and around there, there let us know um, but a fantastic place i think everybody rushes out to mallorca uh, we were out there a couple of weeks ago and it's fantastic but tenerife's a different animal i mean you'll know from Lanza, you've you've been out there last yeah. last year. Went on a yeah. holiday camp with his missus and never saw her for seven days. He's on his back. How many hours training did you do yeah. that week? Paul never let never let <laughs> forget about this. It was a big it was a big training week. But yeah. it, let's just say that he went away for a week with his wife on holiday. Was still leading the leaderboard yeah. in terms of training hours yeah. by to, some margin. That was a good week. <laughs> Didn't expect anything less. Anyway, let's go into a different topic now. We want to talk about how we all train, basically, and how we monitor our fitness levels and and where we're currently at at each stage of the season. 
Um, but also before a race, we know how to measure our effort levels. So today we thought we'd just touch on the swim and the bike. Um, so we're going to talk about functional threshold power, which is your FTP. And I know that terminology gets thrown around and people know what FTP is, but they don't know what it stands for. And also swim in CSS, um, which is your critical swim speed. So I think, Paul, if you want to talk about critical swim speed and, uh, you know, how it's a good measure for training and what it's what it means and what it's all about. So, yeah, so critical swim sp speed is, as I found out when I researched this last night, is pretty much the FTP of the swimming world. So, so it's supposed to be the best pace that you can sustain for 1,500 metres. Um, and a bit like the bike, you don't have to do a 1,500-metre time trial. You do a 400-metre time trial and a 200-metre time trial with enough space in between so that you're recovered, you have a good warm up, you have a warm down and a little bit of recovery in between. And then that goes into some clever little algorithm and it gives you a, a pace per 100 meters. So the thing I really like about it is, A, it's great for judging pace, which is obviously important in a longer, in a longer open water swim, but this is not gonna turn you into a 50 meter, 100 meter sprinting machine what it's going to allow you to do is look at what can you sustain on what we call a kind of endurance swim. And you can do a lot of training off CSS that way. So, you know, you immediately then start looking at, well, I'll do 20 hundreds off CSS plus something. Um, and it allows you then to really start focusing on, on a way of training and a way of sustaining a really good pace for a, for a triathlon distance event. So I really enjoy it. I think we tend to do it probably quarterly nowadays um just to see where you're at but again we, we record it and everyone's now looking at where the css is and, and and how they can improve it and i think doing a doing doing the research last night and i've done i must have done six or seven different css's over the past two years i didn't realize it was based on your 1500 meter time yeah so no, so no. It, it is it is worth having a look into it and but yeah. it's a it's a great judge great judge of, of where you're at and as I said, I think judging that pace is, is really important. And it can help with your perceived exhaustion, can't you? Because if you know that that sort of your CSS pace is based on an Olympic distance swim, you know that's the effort you should be going out, perceived exhaustion. So if you are doing a full Ironman or a half Ironman, you know to just taper that back a bit and you know how it's going to feel, basically. And, and I think, there's, especially for some of the newer swimmers as well, I don't think they often do a time trial. And because it's a 400 metre or 200 metre, it's, it's a new experience for some of these guys to actually go out and cane it for 400 meters right. even if it's even if you have to mix breaststroke or freestyle absolutely it is your best yeah. ability at 400 yeah, meters yeah. you know so shouldn't be put even if you have to stop at the side you know that's going to delay the time but that is your current baseline i think a css scares me more than an ftp you know really yeah i think if someone says to me scott would you rather do an ftp or a css yeah. i think oh it's just that that whole thing about Nobody wants to go backwards, do they? No. You know, and it's like, Scott, go and do CSS. And I'm thinking, well, what did I get last time? I want to beat that. And if I don't yeah. beat that, yeah. I'm not going to be happy. Yeah, I think there's more variables involved with a swim. I think with a bike, you know, if your legs are conditioned and you're recovered, you just need to sit on that bike tight and pound out the best amount of watch you can for the sustained time. Whereas swimming, if you're feeling a bit dicky inside or, you know, you've got to get your legs, you've got to get your breathing right, you've got to get the choppiness of the pool, you've got to get that pressure psychologically, you know, is it all going to click for this test? So I, I see what you're saying yeah. with that. But again, I think, again, especially for newer newer athletes, I've had that, oh my word, my CSS yeah. has got worse. And you're like, well, 
hang on, you're in your you're, you're in your early season build phase. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah, supposed to be the yeah, best true. CSS. Yeah. So yeah. so have a look at where you are and how you want to use it. Yeah. You, you don't you're not going to peak all year. Yeah. So, so I mean, think that's a really yeah, important point yeah. that people forget about. Yeah. 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 Well, I do. I mean, I, I you know for me it doesn't bother me, but sometimes you know when there's a lot of newbies or a place where we've got where we've got hundreds of members that are looking at you constantly especially when they're new oh, what's his ftp or what's his css i mean you've got to forget about that because you know as paul said you could be you could not just be a beginner but you could be advanced and, and competitive and it could be december and you've had four weeks off and you've you've been eating a bit lavishly and drinking a bit lavishly and then you jump on a bike to do an ftp test well you need to know what it is because there's no point training at an ftp of x amount of wattage if you're 30 watts below that similar with the css if you're way below that then you you need to set your 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 timing watch to, to suit your current ability it's the only way you will get better there's yeah. no shame in that what it's all about is if you are racing you're racing and what your time is on the race that's what matters so yes yeah, so that's css and i think we'll just touch on um ftp which means functional threshold power and this is for cycling so your ftp is based on on doing a test but what it equates to is what the maximum wattage you should be able to sustain for roughly about 45 minutes to an hour so how much power can you generate in your legs and your lungs um, for one hour on the bike? Now that is based on watts. So how much power you can generate, as we say. And there's multiple tests for that, but the most common test is a 20 minute test. So you would do a 20 minute test and your average output on that 20 minutes is then times by 95%. So 95% of that wattage average is essentially what we would estimate as your, your FTP. And then out of the zones, if you train to zones, your FTP is typically zone four. So your zone five is your red zone, is your VO2 max. So we can all push higher wattage than your FTP for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, 30 seconds. You're gonna multiply that power tenfold. But what can you sustain for an hour? So that is how the zones are created. And then going forward with your training program, if it's for Olympic distance triathlon or for Ironman training, or even if it's just for cycling sportifs, you can then divide or multiply knowing that I can hold 200 watts for one hour. So if I'm doing a four-hour race, can I hold 200 watts for four hours? No, I'm going to be in the red zone and I'm going to bonk, essentially. Um, so once you've got that data, in a gym in a fitness facility on the watt bike at Cybelli we can all work towards our threshold but then into a race it's perfect and it's better than say heart rate or perceived exhaustion because perceived exhaustion you can think you're feeling something and you might not be heart rate you, your heart rate might spike after having a caffeine gel or a coffee or you're fatigued and you can't get your your heart rate up so power is a true and accurate variable um, that works in any scenario, really. And, and I know, Scott, for, for Ironman, if it wasn't for, you know, training enough power, you probably wouldn't have been able to pace an Ironman bike yeah. as well as you, you probably did. Yeah, very true. Um, so, yeah, how, how, did, how did you go off power for... I mean, what's your FTP? I mean, mine last year, peak season, was 3.08. I did a test again on New Year's Eve, um, way out of shape, just to start my training plan again, and I went back down to 2.98. Um, what's your FTP at the minute, Scott? Uh, current FTP, 3.01. I did that in what, when was when was uh, December, December November yeah December, yeah December yeah. so it's, it's, it's funny because um, I actually what my one of my resolutions for this year was to try and get the three hundred club yeah um, and I did that before the turn of the year so I was, yeah I was delighted with that must have been a prouder day than your Ironman that wasn't it <laughs> it, was, it was a good day yeah I remember the feeling now I, I went deep but yeah it was a good day you're in the three hundred club aren't you yeah three hundred nine currently yeah. yeah yeah and what we also look at then is you know 
power output is great so you know you could be Chris Hoy or you know you could be a, a sprinter or a solid cyclist with a lot of power and you could get a really high FTP um, but if you weigh yourself next to a lighter rider say Chris Froome or Garen Thomas you know the the weight of each person is going to be miles different so you know Chris Hoy could have a huge FTP of 450 watts 500 watts but then you could be Garen Thomas maybe 440 watts but divided by Garen's weight of say 69 kilograms compared to Chris Hoy at 95 kilograms you then create a power to weight ratio and that is a zone that we all try to uh, improve and a figure we try to improve so when we talk about the 300 club that's obviously getting above 300 watts as our 20 minute or one hour FTP but ideally we'd like to also lose a bit of weight lose a bit of unnecessary weight lose a bit of muscle if you need to um, to lower that kg down um, but also to sustain your current FTP or to raise it and then times with that you will get a higher power to weight ratio and all our all our data tracking now at Cybelli we've we've done it based on watts per kilo and it's really interesting because all of a sudden you see a lot of our female members shooting up um a lot of our lighter guys you know Scott you're way above me for for watts per kilo was my FTP slightly higher so yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting and does get you back to thinking about weight a little bit cool yeah so yeah, that's our sort of wrap up on um, on today's focus point. So I suppose if we just want to maybe touch on what's going on elsewhere with Cybelli and what we're trying to achieve here, obviously uh, this podcast is for everyone all over the world to to listen into and you know take something away from. You know, we're here just to really give some advice and have a chat with like minded individuals and, and show you where where we're currently at at this different times of the year. But if you are local to Cybelli, then we have got uh, a 10k race coming up, which you know everybody should be. Looking at, looking at entering really, which is supported with Northwest Air Ambulance as our chosen charity. And uh, it's perfect time of the year prior to the marathon season and prior to the uh, event season. So yeah, um, Paul is our chairman of the Tri Club and Running Club and Cycling Club. Is there anything coming up on the event schedule? Well, we just, yeah, we're just really starting to get into the start of the season. So uh, I think we've got our first sportive March the 1st. So people are building for that. Um, People have been running every weekend. Uh, we've got a lot of people now getting into final stages of prepping for Manchester Marathon. Um, then we start hitting the try season. So we'll have loads out at Ruby Hall try, Horwich, and then we start getting into the bigger tries. So uh, people everywhere. We have track track on a Monday, Tuesday, we're all cycling, Wednesday swimming, Thursday's club run, Friday swimming again. So yeah, load, absolutely loads going on. Uh, members joining every day. So it's really good to see. Great, great camaraderie and the morale's sky high. So yeah, yeah it'd be good stuff. And again, any local um, people who are interested in health and wellness and, and cycling or triathlon or or have a local small business that would like to get involved and, and come in one day as a guest and talk about you know your, your services and what you can offer, we're all for that and collaborating with the, with the wider File Coast. So yeah. Um, thank you to Scott, our, our guest today. And thank you, Scott. Insight yeah, on right. Iron Man. Ten and a half, mate. Ten and a half. <laughs> ten and a half hours. <laughs> that one, one, hour, one hour ten swim as well, yeah? yeah Sub one yeah. hour ten. If anybody has any questions on Iron Man, as we say, or Bolton or Wales or, or anything that we've spoke about today, please forward that to hello at cybellivelo.com or drop us a message on the Facebook page and uh, we'll look at bringing that to the table next week. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys. Yeah, yeah. There we go.